Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath, then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Price picks is the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. Whether you watch your favorite sports and players, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Download the app today. Use code MIB for a first deposit match of up to $100. This is Rebecca Lowe, or Rebecca Lua, if you listen to Suboptimal Radio, and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's unbelievable! From the lobby of the treatment rooms at the Lodge Hotel in Coleraine, Northern Ireland... The Lodge Hotel, it runs yeah. a Broads Hotel. Yeah. You'll read my review, TripAdvisor subscribers, <laughs> it'll be scathing. Number two on TripAdvisor. Yep. It's the Men in Blazers podcast, Rog. It's the Men in Blazers at the Open podcast. Oh, we, I'm so happy here. We've been here how many nights? This is about the happiest I've ever seen you. Yeah, I've got three drinks in front of me. <laughs> got a black coffee. Yeah. I've got a Jägermeister. By the yep. way, Jägermeister in Ireland, it's true what they say. It just yeah. tastes different to Jägermeister <laughs> in other places. It is. It's interesting. Is it Jägermeister? They say that about it. has a little bit of leprechaun yeah. in it. Yeah. And I've got four Budweiser's. You do. And um, it's about, about 12.30 in, in the morning. Yeah, it's 11.07 Still about PM. five hours until our show runs. It's still light outside. And, uh, and we are here in this hotel outside the Massage Beauty and Nails Parlour. Sorry, yeah. we're closed. I feel like we've been here for several weeks. We've been here for about five days. I do want to talk about this hotel. Yeah. It's... Um, the Lodge. The Lodge. It's, yeah. How would you describe it? There used to be a soap opera on British television when we were growing up called Crossroads, which yeah. was a soap opera that played at seven o'clock in the evening every night. And I never understood a word of it. Didn't understand what was going on. It was just depressing as It was help. just depressing. Bleak. It was set in the north, your part of England. And in America, you like this soap operas. Like that. Which are aspirational, Dynasty, yeah. Knott's Landing, Dallas, yeah. huge Crossroads. amounts of money, deeply aspirational. In England... Was not aspirational. No, but no soap operas in England are aspirational. In, in America, you like to dream of better things. Uh-huh. In England, we like to, or at least we did when we lived here in the 80s, watch shows that made us feel better about our lot. Exactly. And no matter how miserable we were, there were some people who were worse off yeah. than we did. Crossroads was made one of those. And so the Lodge is slightly reminiscent. I will say... There's an incredible wedding deal, which the longer I stay here has gotten better and better. You yeah. can have at the Lodge Hotel in Colray, uh-huh. number two hotel on TripAdvisor, yeah. for £4,300. Uh, 4, yeah. You can invite 100 guests, no yeah. more, no less. And I'm just thinking, I've said to David, next wedding, yeah. whenever you're ready, yeah. as a gift, I am going to pay for your next wedding here yeah. at the Lodge, £4,300. Oh, it's our druid. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's Brandel Chambly. Chambly. <laughs> Literally, Brandel Chambly just walked right past us in the lobby as we were recording yep. our podcast. Will we he, have had a brush with fame. Will he make the hundred who come to the wedding? Will he make the hundred? Brandel Chambly would be on my wedding list. He'd be on the guest list. Here's the, here's the plus. 
for the yeah. for this hotel. People, because many of you now are probably interested and want to. <laughs> Did yeah, you notice you... I called him Brandall Chambly and not Gandalf Chambly, which <laughs> is what we've been calling him all week, by the way, but say that very quietly. Many of you are probably Googling the Lodge Hotel <laughs> and wondering, Sports broadcasting is yeah. a glamorous life. A very glamorous Let life. Let me check out just how glamorous, and you're probably like, surely this must uh -huh. be. Are there two lodge hotels in Corwin? Because Dave can't possibly stay in this one. We need to get back to my wedding. You've heard about, I'm yeah. getting to it. Four okay. You've heard of the four seasons where Dave normally says, this is, I'm being generous if I say this is one season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they play every night simply incredible music. Oh, it's the best music. Best music, right? Have it's you ever great. been in a They're mixtapes. These are sort of mixtapes that you'd make for a girlfriend circa 1987. Yep. yep. When you're trying Kirsty. to impress her with um, the range of your musical taste. Yeah, we're talking. Like, we get back late and we smash some beers in the pub. And I will say, when you hear the trifecta, which is Wang Chung yep. blending into Flock of Seagulls, yep. and Suzanne Vega's entire oeuvre is oh. still massive here in and Ireland. And when we say entire oeuvre, we mean, my name is Luca. <laughs> That's basically it. Um, so that's what the lodge has going for it. Northern Ireland yeah. is a beautiful country. It is a beautiful country. Beautiful country. It is God's country. Yeah, right? we're on the north coast, the extreme north coast of Ireland. The Antrim coast, the Causeway yeah. coast, Giant's Causeway. We've, I mean, we've, we've convened with the cows. Mm -hmm. The butter here is just, I mean, when I'm reincarnated, I would like to come back to life either as... The, the defensive midfield shield for an Everton Premier League winning team or yeah. as an Irish cow. Most Everton, most Everton fans are hoping it's going to be an Irish cow. <laughs> <laughs> I went with, with, with J-Dubs early in the morning yeah. while we're waiting for you. Uh -huh. We just decided, as you I do, was at the gym. that we go dolls fishing. Yeah. We trawl early in the morning, first light for the legendary Irish seaweed which saved the people when the land failed them during the potato famine. Um, and... I've also spent a lot of time in Corey, and you spent a lot of time in the gym. How do, how does, how do Irish well, the gym? Can I just say, because I just want to make it very clear to the young woman who I may or may not be dating, uh, there's no way I would ever get married at the Lodge Hotel in Northern <laughs> Ireland. It's, gonna, it's just not enough seasons for me, not enough seasons. Yeah, I go to the gym on a daily basis. I've made new friends. Roger, I hate to break this to you, but I've made a lot of new friends. Mate, um, I, 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 share, I share the good This is what I love the about the gym in Northern Ireland. When you yeah. go to the gym in New York or... West Hollywood or various, or even London uh, in Marlebone, or where I go to the gyms. <laughs> no, no, it's very different. But you go to the gym Here there. Are it's, there are a lot of people, they're in great shape, and yep. you like you work out to be in yep. as great shape as the people are there. Good looking people, you go to the steam room, you've got your towel on. It's like everybody's checking each other out. You keep the towel on, mate. Yeah, in Coleraine, it's, it's really a little bit room. different. There is, what I it's sort of people of various shapes and sizes, and many of them shapes and sizes that I've not seen before in. Actual humanity. Shane Lowry says. <laughs> yeah, it's Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry would be one of the um, most built people at the gym in Coleraine if he was actually here. Oh, I, just, I go walking every morning, try and perambulate to keep the, the blood circulating. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in downtown Coleraine. Yeah. And any in GFOPs in Coleraine, here's what I want to know. This is it. I've looked this up on Google. There's 24,000 people who live in Coleraine. Yeah. Yet somehow in downtown Corrie, which is a beautiful little downtown, mm -hmm. so like a jewel box, in this tiny area they have eleven Turkish barbers. It's okay. like a, just a, a an unbelievable array, a, a dizzying choice of Turkish barbers. Mm -hmm. There are seventeen vape shops there. Yep. it's like 
the Vape Shops of Coleraine is like a, a forthcoming Pogues album, which mm -hmm. I will be uh, purchasing both on vinyl, compact disc. I mean, you understand what this is. I don't, uh, you know what, I've asked everyone, why do you have, <laughs> how come there are so many Turkish, I've worked out exactly how many haircuts the 11 Turkish barbers need to give to mildly stay afloat. It makes no sense. These are businesses that are not trying to stay afloat, Rog. This is money laundering. You money launder <laughs> through like nail salons, vape shops, yeah. hair salons. Yeah. This is like classic money laundering stuff. <sighs> the vape I hate to disappoint you. Corey. By the way, that would be an amazing Van Morrison album. <laughs> the vape <laughs> shops. I have developed a reappreciation of the very mad genius of Van Morrison, Veden mm -hmm. Fleece. I've listened to that on repeat. The other thing that's weird about this hotel and we'll get to the golf and the football in a minute, dear mm -hmm. listeners. I am, it's a, I will say, in my, and you can wait, if you can't wait for my TripAdvisor review, I will just say thin walls. Will yeah, very thin, very thin walls. <laughs> well, how have you found that out? Because I can hear you. <laughs> and you're not even on the same floor or the same wing as me. <sighs> yeah, we, we're actually about 27 rooms Usually apart. we're next door to each other, yeah. and it's weird, like this time... Fortunately, they got my notes at NBC Sports, so we're booked on different sides of the hotel from each other. But yeah, they are thin walls. Yeah, I, they're so thin. I am next door to, I won't mention the network that this person works for. Well, Sky Sports. Say, it's an English, it's, it's, it's an English, it's, I was going to say an English radio reporter. Uh, whoever it is, he lives next door to me. Yep. And every morning I'm woken up, no matter what time I go to bed, which is quite late because I'm trying to stay on American time. Every morning at 6.30, he does a radio what? hit. He does a radio hit. Okay. What? Why are you to trying to stay on American time? Because I've got to go back and just immediately slot in. So we've got a crazy week when we get back. Okay. I've got to get back and work my arse off. Okay. So I'm trying to stay on American time. And every morning at 6.30, I'm woken up by this English radio reporter who is also, because he's next door to me, I know this fact, staying at the Lodge Hotel. <laughs> But he, for whatever reason, is doing multiple radio hits. And he, I hear him every morning in a very public school English voice. And he says, here I am. I'm at Royal Portrush. My hotel room looks out onto the 18th green. I'm throwing yep, my curtains no, open. And I, can, I'm like, I know you, that effort, because you're woken me up. I know if I throw my curtains open that I actually am looking at uh, the... the uh, the Burger King, the knockoff Irish Burger King to which your hotel room actually looks onto. But every way he does it, he says, I'm on the 18th green, I can see it's a beautiful day here at Royal Port Rush. So loud that as you have to listen to him lie. Can I just make one point? Yeah. You're doing a really crap job of um, being on American Times. And I know this because <laughs> yesterday I had breakfast with you at 9 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. European time that was 4 a.m. American time. You're not really sleeping, which would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> About our golf coverage, yeah. which I will say has been, it's been suboptimal in remarkable ways. Can you describe how weird it is to cover an international golf tournament, which sounds so like ritzy and wonderful, but in reality involves a lot of work in porter cabins? This is a little bit different than last year when we were at Carnoustie and the year before at Birkdale. That this year we're broadcasting from a shed from a porter cabin in the media compound, which is mm, close to a mile away from the 18th fairway and green. Last year at Carnoustie, we were right alongside the 18th and fairway and green, so we were right in the middle of the action. This year we're away. There are some advantages of that. Um, there's better technical quality. 
but we have to travel quite a long way to go and actually be around the Gulf. So sometimes it feels that we are well, like here. In, in a container vessel, if you yeah. make a contain, what do they call it on the wire, the dock where all the the container equipment, the loading dock, yeah, or it's, it's essentially just like a load of huge, a shipping crate, a shipping yeah. crate, porter cabins are just littered across yeah. a courtyard. Yeah, we have a men in blazers. Porter, porter cabin, cabin. Yeah. <laughs> and we're living there and we're essentially broadcasting out of there today next we actually... to a porter cabin with a huge sign on it saying storage yeah and the one next to us says do not enter yeah <laughs> that's the NBC one today saturday we actually got to go and witness more of the golf we're actually out on the golf course a lot more we usually just go there to have our makeup done at the um in the middle of the 18th fairway and Tariko towers yeah as we like to call it but we spent a lot of time in the porter cabin so long that I've learned a lot of new things about Davey, Mike. Which are? That you're related to pretty much everybody. Well, I'm related to Scottish lefty Robert McIntyre, without a doubt. I mean, my great-grandfather's name was Robert McIntyre. A golfer, a, a golfer of quite wonderful... He's doing quite nicely Yeah. in the tournament. He's lefty, he's 22 years old, he's from Oban. Um, he's in the tournament. I'm no doubt related to him. We're part of the same clan, Rog, and as you made the point that if he called for me to fight for him and die for him, I would be... To kill for him. I'd even. be clan-bound. I'd be duty-bound to go and fight for him. Yeah. The call, to be Wouldn't clear, be a question, it's Mark, not come. Imagine. The call has not come from Robert McIntyre's camp. I think he's asking. I believe that his camp are in touch with producer J-Dubs and yeah. the camps are talking. Yeah. But so far, the call has not come. But Robert McIntyre, just want to make is, it clear, I would give my life for you. It's a pr In the same way as Brendan Rodgers would yeah. give his life for Leicester City. Pretty much. It's just an honour thing, Very similar. Right? It's clan. Very similar. Plan-based thing. Yeah, he's in a bit of a beef with uh, American golfer. I believe his name is Kevin Allen. Who you he, know exactly he, his name is because you have to kill him. Yeah, I do have to kill him. Who he called out for not yelling for. Kevin Allen made the point today that for, the, a little, for a ball that ended up hitting his caddy's mother. His caddy's what are mother. The odds? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go against my clan brother, but Kevin Allen's point that five people on the tee scored for actually that five people on the tee called for, and so why did he have to do it as well? Seemed somewhat reasonable, but I would still kill. Yeah, I mean, the, kill for let's my be candid. The McIntyre is like it's a bloodthirsty clan. It is well, actually the, the 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 logo of our clan. The symbol is a uh, is a dagger with two hands bound around the dagger with rope, uh, together with the Latin phrase per ardua, which means through difficulties, through struggles. What the we will defend each that? other. That's exactly the same logo as the Golf Channel. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much <laughs> the same thing. But it's oh, no, not just Robert McIntyre. What are the answer this, dear listener? Yeah. Dave out, we found out, is both related to Robert McIntyre, the yeah. slightly bloodthirsty, yeah. slightly angry, slightly looking for a fight yeah. in, a, in a bar. He's the yeah. one trying to glass people. Golfer. And he's also cousins of von Rubentrop <laughs> or some Nazi who tried to kill Hitler. No, von Ribbentrop was not one of the Nazis <laughs> that tried to kill Hitler. No, I am related to some, not Nazis, but they were members of the Wehrmacht. Yeah. This came up, I don't know where this came up in conversation the other night. We were just look, talking about your family tree. Yeah, exactly, my family tree in the McIntyre. No, we were related to some uh, people caught up in that Valkyrie plot. Yeah. They were, uh, they were hanged via piano wire by your mate Adolf Hitler. So there you go. Not my mate. Not my mate. You mentioned him a lot. <laughs> talking about mates, so. Let's talk about yeah. some of the highlights of the Open. I do I'm talking about a lot <laughs> more than I do my family. <laughs> Um, your highlights of this open. I have a couple. You okay, have a couple. Go. I mean, I'll say the obvious one up top, Born Rat. I mean, that's your highlight. Clearly. I think you're the only person seeing this open through the prism 
of barn rat. What do we say on the show today? Even barn rat is he not sizzle. seeing this open through <laughs> the, the prism <laughs> of barn rat. He sizzle with the bee rizzle. I, I love that man. I know you do. I love him so much. I love him even more after having him come in on the first day for an interview. Yeah, you liked him. Which was just like a through the looking glass moment. We've interviewed many major Hollywood stars, talents, film, television, football, everything, NFL. I've never been as nervous fangirly as I was around Bourne Rat. He's just got a charisma, a seductive charisma that just like melted me. Mm -hmm. I just love his approach to life, which is just do enough to get what you want. In his mind, what he wants is conspicuous consumption mm -hmm. and he gets it and then as soon as he has it it's like done down are you tools. somewhat disappointed with his performance this week it's exactly what i expected <laughs> he didn't know he like lead about like I, he I, made the cut I, more than made the cut he on the first day i went on golf channel and they asked me on golf channel who mm -hmm. do you think is going to win and i just looked at the camera i was like born mm -hmm. rat and the, the 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 host just laughed in my face yeah, the host said, who you were calling the wrong name for most of the performance i did call him the wrong name yeah i don't know what his name is I his him name rich. is ryan and you called him rich yeah fair or yeah. oh, close so <laughs> the um yeah i said born rat he laughed he said seriously and then at the end of the first day who isn't at the top of the leader but it was born rat but born uh -huh. rat just does enough and then he downs tools yeah it's like every english he got guy his cut grew check. every english guy i know yeah got my cut check done fine half assing it from here on in and I kind of like that approach to life. Beef. Johnson. Oh, your interview with Beef was amazing. He's amazing. He's an amazing man. Mm -hmm. From an English perspective, do you not find him unbelievable? Uh, to no, talk he's, about? he's amazing. He's, um, Explain why. Well, I mean, he's from a diverse background. You know, I think he's half Jamaican, which makes him... There are not many half Jamaicans playing golf in England. And um, he's a character. And look, let's face it, the reason we're talking about barn rat and beef is that... Golf is pretty much devoid of characters. You know, I could go on for this for a long time. We're spending a lot of time around the golf constituency in the United States and Britain covering these tournaments. And there is very little tolerance for non-conformity in the golf world. It happens at club level. It happens at broadcaster level. It happens, you know, golf courses all over the world, you know, non-conformity is seen as a... Ricky Fowler, how dare you grow How dare you grow your hair, you know, Brooks Kepka, how dare you have a girlfriend that, like, takes a picture on the carpet at the SBs. Like, it's a, it's a very conservative sport where everybody has to dress the same and be the same. And, um, you know, this is the reason we're talking about beef and barn rat, because they are non-conformists, they're different, and that's hard in the world of golf. But your interview went to a different place with Beef. It was, it was more than that. It was about him taking on, um, you know, depression and talking about that, his own recovery from depression. Being a pleaser yeah. who had early success and then because of his early success got an incredible cult fan base and then tried to please that fan base and then just felt the darkness of not pleasing that fan base getting into the top of the leaderboard and just focusing on what he wasn't doing rather than what he was and then getting help psychologically to analyze and understand and try and change that which for an English person both to get help and then wow to talk about getting help yeah. those are what I mean no it's, it's, it's a bold, so different bold. than how we're programmed as British people to be and I will say the life lessons he dropped in that interview which is on our Twitter are life lessons that 
I mean, I aspire to live by, which is love yourself, which I don't always, but we all should uh, move towards doing it. Appreciate what you do have rather than obsess with what you don't have and make the most of, uh, of those moments. And that, it was a joy and a way I'd like him to come in in New York City mm. and do a full show with us. The other big moment for me and for the rest of the world is really Rory and yeah. this tournament, a remarkable two day experience the true darkness and then a, a valiant but failed second I mean, day look, of wonder this is what to me is incredible about world-class sport and i'm talking about world-class sport here on the north coast of northern ireland we have the best 150 plus golfers in the world playing on a golf course and we should not not talk about this golf course this is royal port rush this is an incredible golf course that's been added back into the rotor that is you know, even, you know, some American golfers who are somewhat critical of American Lynx golf call it one of the top five golf courses in the world amongst Lynx specialists. You know, it's hard. You're hard pressed to find a Lynx golfer who does not believe this is the best Lynx course in the world. So we've got the top 150 plus golfers in the world playing this tournament, this, this time on the 148th playing of this tournament, this, this honed format on one of the very best golf courses in the world. And of course, elite drama ensues with elite players on an elite environment. And what happened with Rory, going to his six under round the day after, um, he shot what was then a course record and still failed to make it into the tournament. It was such a dramatic turnaround. It was such a proverbial game of two halves. I mean, it was incredible stuff. I mean, it was a valiant yet ultimately doomed comeback. And the thing that struck me was the class with which he carried himself in, in the worst of times, yeah. day one. Um, and then when the golf clicked, only to have his inspired, it was inspired, um, rally just for one shot shy of the cut line, uh, which you pointed out was one shot, which was the, he, on the first oh, day, no, the he 16th, had, he, was it? The yeah, whiff. the 16th. He just very, very carelessly like whiffed a... Partly because he's just trying to knock it in. And I will say, we were going on television um, after the second round. We were going to do a live interview at the the like score the the interview rooms right outside the 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 scorers room and and off the 18th green. Yeah. And um, Rory was going through. There's like four rooms. There's like the Japanese room, the American room, the 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 British feed, the world feed, and he was. And there were a couple of hundred Irish fans just chanting for him, trying to lift his spirits. And the way he carried himself in yeah. what must have been, this is a guy that's talked about this Open for a couple of years, talked about how much it means to him, to his family, to, to his country. And he carried himself with just a class and a nobility and an honesty and a, and a wonder. And it reminded me of, um, of, of the Kipling poem, If, if you can meet with triumph and disaster, and treat those two imposters just the same. And I am sad that Rory is not in day three and day four of this Open. Um, and he should be. And part of me still thinks he's going to win it, even though he, he didn't make the cut. But I hope that in times of darkness, that there's a uh, human capacity, a human tenacity uh, that I can summon that is an nth of what Rory summoned on both days. Yeah. On, on, after his darkness, when his first hole, yeah, this, four over, an eight. On the first hole, and then came off and was just as classy. Yeah. 
that there's something even in failure there's a triumph for the spirit oh, it's, it's a guy who's not even around for the weekend was one of the best golfers this tournament has played one of the best golfers this tournament has seen has played some of the best golf in this tournament it's saying something he's not even here for the weekend but this leaderboard was incredible going in today it's even more incredible at the end of today we have so many brilliant golfers so many incredible storylines um, and this is what world-class sport throws at you again and again and again this is the comparison to Premier League and Champions League and, and World Club football that we've, that we've witnessed this summer is when you put the best in the world in competition with the best in the world in incredible <sighs> environments, drama ensues. And to watch with you, Tommy Fleetwood, drive off with Lee Westwood in the Battle of the Woods. Yeah, exactly. And West to, Fleetwood. Yeah, and to be able to shout out, what did I shout out as Tommy about to drive off? Come on, Everton. <sighs> we want him to do better than that, though. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd bite your hand off for Europa League. For no, right we, now. Want, we want higher than seventh or sixth, Roger. We want to do... Fleetwood has got... Look, he's one of a handful of players who've got a chance of winning this tournament tomorrow. I mean, you've got a fancy Shane Lowry, the hometown hero. I mean, you cannot imagine the noise and the energy and atmosphere like behind Shane Lowry here. He it was, and it. I've never... We've, we've done three Opens. I've been to more Opens. I've never seen a lined fairway from tee to green on both sides. Arsenal fan. As it was. Bite your hand off. I know, that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, along the first fairway. It was incredible today when Shane Lowry teed off. It was like a Portland Thorns game. And it was great atmosphere for Fleetwood and Westwood as well. I mean, that final grouping tomorrow of Lowry and Fleetwood is going to be incredible. You assume Shane Lowry with a four-shot lead... um, is going to... Come second to Rory. No, is going to be the guy to win it. Come on, Rory. Come on, Rory. But it's a... The weather is going to turn nasty. Um, It's a major championship. It's this golf course, which can punish you so severely. And not just with, like, a bogey here or a double bogey there. Like, we've seen so many other scores, so many triple bogeys, quadruple bogeys. Yeah, he scored a 14, Roger, on this course. Mm -hmm. Double D. Yeah. God. Um... We should talk quickly about the football. Yeah. While we were here. Yeah. Watching Moments of Wonder. Uh-huh. Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Running onto the field. Yeah. Put for on the his first fancy, time. Put on Not his fancy dress outfit. In the, is it the away shirt? Nice no, shirt. He was wearing the away shirt. We've nice seen shirt. him in the home shirt also. Mod. 1980s. Yeah. Paul Weller in the jam look. It's a great shirt. What emotions and what do we think about it? Because it was very weird. I watched the game very against weird. Kawasaki Frontali. Uh, it was a. <laughs> Say that he, again. He played tw- Kawasaki Frontale. He, he played 26 minutes. They're the Japanese Kawasaki. champions. Um, he played 26 minutes. Long he, looked, he looked pretty good. But I must say, he did look like somebody who was wearing a Chelsea Football Club Halloween <laughs> costume and charging around. He doesn't have a lot of mates on that team right now. This is pretty clear. You sure? Yeah. You don't think, think old Pedro is like. Don't think he's got a lot of mates on that team yet. Yeah, Pedro. Um, he went and did an appearance with Nike the next day wearing the home shirt with David Luiz, who seems to be his best mate on the team, which is something I'm really worried about. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little odd for why, me. Why seeing... are you worried about him hanging out with David Luiz? What's the worst David Luiz can do? David Luiz is just the kind of guy that when he gets a bit late, wants to light his farts. With David him. Luiz may not play this season. In a Lampard Chelsea, I could see David Luiz, Sarri loved him, sort of rescued his career at Chelsea. I could see David Luiz not really being a you know, part of the entire setup. You don't think he's going to me- mesh with the young guys? Who? Pulisic? Christian. Hey. What young guys? Mate, uh, Ampadu. 
<laughs> the Ampadu's going on loan. Um, no, with like Penn Mason Powell. Mount, maybe, and uh, your boy, Ross Barkley, maybe RLC and, and Callum Hudson-Odoi when they come back from injury. Maybe. That's a pretty depressing mob. I don't know that it's like, it's, to me, it's a little bit odd still. I'm just getting used to seeing Christian Pulisic in a Chelsea... Uh, in a Chelsea uniform. Look, the worrying thing, we've spoken about it on the pod before, is that I sort of feel that with the price that was paid huge for... Money. The huge money paid huge for Christian Huge expectations Pulisic, already. With Eden Hazard being on the way out, is that Chelsea fans and Frank Lampard, the management, are good looking for Pulisic to go and be Eden Hazard. And Eden Hazard isn't a very experienced European and Premier League footballer. And it's going to take Christian time as, as good as we all think he is as good as you all think he is it's going to take him time to adjust to playing in the premier league just is everybody yeah and we took didier drogba a yeah. year to fit into the premier league it's a crazy narrative it's a, a, a narrative that really has no parallel mm-hmm. a wonderkin who signed for big money whilst losing the wonderkin logo a little bit as Sancho kind of knocked him out of the team mm-hmm. the huge money came in when he became a bench player and then the team he moved to stopped being the team he moved to became unrecognisable with Hazard leaving with the transfer ban kicking in with the change in manager all of which kind of netted out that instead of being able to ease him in to give him a couple of substitute appearances bring him in bring him out bring him in Great point. This Chelsea have no wingers. You know, they've got him and Pedro and at a stretch, William. You know, they really don't have wingers. He's got to, he's going to have to play and contribute really, really early. And that price tag is going to bring with it an incredible weight of expectation. Ultimately, this is going to be a test of, it's a very nice shirt. It's a nice, beautiful shirt. shirt. It's a great shirt. Would you agree? Yeah, it's one of the great Chelsea the shirts. The mod for the Chelsea yeah. shirt. It's going to be a real test of, Christian Pulisic's mental tenacity mm. and his ability to withstand an incredible crucible of pressure. A couple of other Premier League notes. United fans, huge, bizarre, slightly surreal tug of war over Pogba. Mm. Once away, United mm-hmm. either feigning that they really want him to stay or they could be a fresh new start. If you were a United fan, would you not walk into Italy on your back? Yes. And like usher him out of that. Yes. Especially to prevent OGS from making him captain, which I think would be the most disastrous thing that could possibly happen. Because? He's not really a leader. He's shown us many. Yeah. In good times, he's the leader. Yeah. In bad times, it wasn't me. Thank you, Shaggy. Midfield, Granite Xhaka. Yeah. In pole position, this is a headline from the Daily Telegraph to replace Koscielny. What is Koscielny doing mm-hmm. as the Arsenal captain? Yeah. Don't have a lot to say about that. Is a, if I was an Arsenal fan, that would just be, it would be a darkness. I was trying to think of a parallel. Like, why would you make Xhaka the leader? And then I realised England is about to make Boris Johnson prime minister. Yeah, he's and perfect, Arsenal is a reflection of the material. society. So I take that back. And talking about leaders, Newcastle fans... I love you. I feel for Thank you. Thank you. It's a human. I mean, darkness. we're blessed at Men in Blazers that we've got Steve Bruce Thank God. and the Brodge for a full season back in management. I mean, it's given us what an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, Brodge would kill for Leicester City. Yeah. Steve Bruce would eat pies for Newcastle United. I mean, it's a relief when he signed to become 
the Newcastle manager. Thank God I said we've finally got something to talk about in season six of, of the Men in Blazers um, show. It's a weird thing. Fans, football fans want ambition. Newcastle get Benitez leaving, taking Rondon, who was truly a great, who seemed to care with him, to China. Um, Steve Bruce, it's his 11th managerial appointment. Interesting. He's a Newcastle boy, so I'm happy for him. Um, I mean, it's just a weird decision. It's an incredible downgrade on, on Benitez. His managerial record, kind of if you project out on that, like Nate Silver, it projects only darkness. You know, right now in the Premier League, if you are not an elite team, you want incredible mental acumen, you want tactical brilliance, you want modern thinking. Steve Bruce opposite, offers you the opposite of probably all of those. And you look at who they were thinking of bringing in. I think top of the list was Patrick Vieira, yeah. our friend. Brilliant. Mikel Arteta. Yeah. Good looking boy. Number three, Jose Mourinho. Mm -hmm. I believe on the depth chart, there was then some fall off, maybe 70 or 80 places mm -hmm. uh, where they consider Bruce Arena. Yeah. Marianne Williamson. <laughs> I think number 97 was a large packet of uh -huh. steak and kidney flavored potato chips. Yeah, Charlie Sheen was on there somewhere. Yeah, in the, in the top 100. 101 yeah. was the 4,300 pound wedding offer from the Lodge Hotel. <laughs> under guests, no more, no less. Uh, and then came Steve Bruce. Wow. All I can say is pray for DeAndre, David. Yeah, absolutely. Pray for DeAndre. He's good at throw-ins, though. He's wonderful at throw-ins. Well, I think Steve Bruce is, is ultimately the great throw-in specialist. We leave... Northern Ireland. Ireland. Right now, Colrain. Yeah, Colrain. Um, we are going to go to Orlando. Yeah, well, we're going to go... I'm going to go to London and Montreal first, then Orlando. But I'm yes, going to pull the main... Wow. As soon as we land, Lucky you. headed up there, to that, which is a bizarre, a huge art. When I walk through Portland, Maine, which I do every year, and I love that city more than most. It's one of my top two Portlands of all time. <laughs> huge number of Arsenal fans wow. in that city. And I never quite understand because it's an amazing city. The food is amazing. The, the people are amazing. The geography is amazing. Slight darkness in winter, which I think actually accounts for the Arsenal fandom. Yeah. And then we're going to go to Orlando on... July the 29th. Yeah. Sold out. Send yeah. us emails if you want to come, as a lot of you are. There will be a wait list. We'll try and get as many of you. And we'll be doing drinks later that night. And we'll have a drink with all of you. I cannot confirm or deny, but I believe we may have a lion and a, and a Ferrari coming on stage with us <laughs> um, at that show. <laughs> I'm not a human Is being. Is it a lion in a Ferrari? I don't know. I'm okay. not a human being. I'm a lion and a Ferrari, and I only score when I'm playing... Bob Bradley coach teams. <laughs> then we're going to Atlanta. What day? Atlanta on the 14th? 13th. 13th. I keep getting that wrong. I wrote wow. 15th here and then I need to take one day off and then yeah. I get it wrong still. Atlanta on the 13th. J-Dubs and I will be in your city. Tickets to be announced shortly. And then where are we headed, David? Our nation's capital. Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. on the 19th at the British Embassy. Um, and again, tickets will be coming out very soon. It's one of my favourite nights of the year. Question from a GFOP to close tonight, Davo, from at BT Kilmer, uh, which is very topical. If Fleetwood, come on, Tommy, wins tomorrow, will that um, count as ending Everton's trophy drought? No. <laughs> no, because this sport is golf, not football, and he's a fan of Everton. That's it. He doesn't play for Everton. Yes, is what David's saying, reading between the lines. Yes, 
yes yes at least qualify us for the europa league next season which is all i care about Mm -hmm. we love you two more shows before we leave two more great nights here at the lodge hotel Coleraine's number two i'd love to go and visit the number three on TripAdvisor. um (laughs) tonight we are going to be on your television nbcsn at 12 30 a.m which is really sunday yeah uh god it will be a twice technically on on Sunday. sunday and then our final after the claret jug uh, is lifted will be on at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously we're learning from the great rule of television which is always have constant timing when you're on every night. <laughs> yeah. Different time every night that's yeah. how constant. That's how good. It's second best. If you can't have constant timing just have different timing every timing. night constantly. <laughs> Courage. Hey Prime members you can listen to Men in Blazers ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Okay, so if you had a time machine, how far mm-hmm. in time would you need to go back to be a dominant basketball player of that era? <laughs> I need to go to when Bob Cousy was playing. Back I in, would, in the plumber 27-year-old days? 27-year-old Shea would give Bob Cousy the f***ing business. <laughs> He's not guarding me. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the best. Each week, Shay and I are combing through all of the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling ones, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Six Trophies ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.